Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is the CEO and the Chief Scientific Officer of Ratio Therapeutics. Really excited to have you gentlemen on the podcast today. How are you? Great. Happy to be here. Nice to be here, Jared. Well, I'd love to start by uh, giving you each an opportunity to, you know, talk about yourself, like give us the snapshot of each of you, and then let's dive more into ratial therapeutics. But whatever order you, you gentlemen would like to go into, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Great. I'll, I'll kick off and then I'll pass it to John to kind of give the, uh, how we got here, his background and how we got here. So Jack Hoppin, I'm a mathematician by training uh, with a background in molecular imaging. Um, have worked in the nuclear imaging and nuclear medicine space basically my whole career, um, post grad school, postdoc and on, uh, relevant to this conversation started in the, in the imaging hardware business, making an imaging system. I was in a German lab, moved to Hungary where we made that into a product. Um, a few years in thought it'd be a good idea to, to really focus on the software and services act aspect of that technology, uh, and started a company in Boston in 2008 by the name of Vicro. Um, grew that company over the course of a decade or so and uh, to a few hundred people doing a lot of imaging research in, in pharmaceutical trials, both discovery all the way through to late stage trials and a uh, very technical company and sold that company to Conic Minolta Precision Medicine in 2017. Uh, stayed on at Conic Minolta, first continuing to run in Vicro and then uh, as the president of their precision medicine business, which had imaging, genomics, and digital pathology. Um, that's along the way. I met, uh, I met John Babbage a couple times, but we, we reconnected in 2018. Uh, in 2020, I um, decided to retire, which I failed at, as you're about to hear. And, uh, and I'll, I'll pass he, it to John. I, I would say he failed up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so John Babbage, my background is in uh, pharmaceutical chemistry. Uh, my whole career has been devoted to a nuclear medicine startup out at Brookhaven National Laboratories. Uh, did some work at NASA and uh, the Johnson Space Center looking at you know, applications of imaging and, and how it affects uh, and, and, and how zero-g affects uh, physiology. Uh, moved to the UK where I did my PhD at the Institute of Cancer Research. Went from there to MGH and uh, really was focused on the study of, of drugs and the distribution. Um, worked with several big pharma companies on trying to understand how their drugs were working, uh, both you know throughout the body, but particularly in the brain. Uh, got an interesting itch uh, to start a company back in 1998, uh, a company called Molecular Insight Pharmaceuticals. Uh, took that out and uh, developed that company in Cambridge, Mass. Uh, built that to about 120 people at a peak. Uh, took that public in 2007. Had a, a series of uh, really uh, cutting edge clinical programs, including prostate cancer and neuroendocrine cancer, things that are top of the uh, top of the mindset of uh, the, the topic that we'll talk about today. And sold that company to Progenics in 2013. Uh, took a, a diversion back into academia, and was thinking about really um, how do we how do we really think about uh, target ready therapeutics in general and. Right, we'll get into that in a second, but the idea of, of actually being able to inject a radioactive drug to to find and treat metastases of cancer every, anywhere in the body. And uh, as we play with that idea and, and fine tune that idea, 
Um, we came up with a very interesting um, scaffold, a very interesting platform where we can tune the uh, pharmacokinetics in the body. And that led to some very interesting thinking in that, which is, you know, can we optimize the PK? Is there a way to, is there like a golden rule about what's, the, what's required for optimal localization of cancers? And at that time, I, I reached out to Jack. I knew Jack, I, his background and him and his, uh, his work in the field. I said, Jack, I have an interesting problem. I think that, you know, your mathematical expertise would be, would, I'd love you to think about this problem with me. And that was, how do we optimize the delivery of drugs, radioactive drugs to, uh, to tumors? And uh, we got reacquainted back in, what, 2018? And uh, we, we were working on a program in prostate cancer at the time. We had spun a company out of my lab at Cornell called Noria Therapeutics that eventually got acquired by Bayer Pharmaceuticals. Uh, during that time, Jack was on the board. We really worked hard to get that deal done together. And then um, at, the, at the actual execution of that deal, or a week before, it became apparent to us that uh, we needed to start another company. So we started a company essentially with the same technology. We sold a particular use to the buyer in prostate cancer, but we recapitulated all those licenses and started ratio therapeutics. We wound up with a very good relationship with buyer out of that, and also another company called Lantheus uh, Pharmaceuticals here in Massachusetts, and uh, bootstrapped through those those relationships on our own internal uh, investments and created ratio therapeutics back in June of 2021. And uh, here we are today. We've got our, own, you know, our first IND. We've got clinical programs going on. A lot of exciting things happening, and we're opening a headquarters, you know, probably at the end of February, here in the Seaport area of Boston. So it's kind of kind of a short story. In an absolutely beautiful area, too. You have to throw that in there because this is. I know the building you're talking about, and uh, that area with the marina and everything. I mean. You guys have a, a stressful day today, right? Being able to go outside real quick on a call or something and see that marina, that sun when it's not winter, right? Uh, it'll be will be great uh, for the for the team. Um, thanks, thanks so much, John. Jack, I want to touch on something that John mentioned, right? Uh, he he mentioned you know you being a mathematician, which is super interesting. I want to dive more into. Um, like what what you bring to ratio as a mathematician obviously it's it, you're you're more than just a, a mathematician but i want to focus in on that piece because um i, I don't hear that as as much and um i really want to focus in on it sure so um john really alluded to it that um by definition this class of therapeutics is very quantitative uh we can image the drug and then we treat with the drug and john is um a, a very multimodal scientist uh, who knows, a, a really had thought of the problem holistically. And when he came with this notion of tunable pharmacokinetics, which is tunable biodistribution strategy for the drugs, um, my background is really in studying and quantifying the biodistribution of drugs. And there's a lot of math in it. Um, there's a lot of math in imaging itself. And in this case, there's very quantitative measures of if you are going to be able to create a drug that's going to be effective. And when John showed up at our door and we met, 
I really thought the way he looked at the problem, which is how do we optimize this delivery system? How do we optimize the ratio of residents to the tumor, to the ratio, to, to the off target? That's really what, um, that's really what this activity is about. And so uh, we as a group, we're, we're only 20, 22 people right now, but very technical group across a broad spectrum of, of disciplines. And math is one of the components, math, physics, chemistry, biology, that supports the pharmacology to understand the pharmacodynamics of the drug. And we have a core nucleus here that's really strong. I cannot help but to bring up that when we think about that one of the advantages of this class of drugs, we're always going to image those drugs. We, we do nuclear tomography, usually two modalities, sometimes three. So we, we have emission tomography, SPECT and PET, where we inject the radioactivity and image where it goes. And then we have transmission tomography, where we're using an x-ray source and looking at the attenuation map that is our bodies, the bone, all the different organ attenuation maps. That T, tomography is the writing of slices. So I think it's only appropriate that you have tomographers on slice of healthcare. Uh, shameless pitch for, for, for slicing. So that's, that stacked slice of images is really gives us the best biomarker readout for our drugs possible. And then we go to an alternative where we're trying to irradiate the tumor by, by injecting, you know, um, radionuclides on a drug that we're trying to target the tumor at. So it, th that's the team. And, and so I think it's really math is just one pillar of what comes uh, together here. Now, the, the company owns two R&D platforms, right? And if I butcher the second one, please forgive me. But Trillium and, and Mac Macropa, is that, did I say it right? Perfect. We accept all pronunciations of that. That's totally perfect. Um, so that's really cool. Can you talk a little bit about you know how each of them work sure the the, the trillium is the the platform that i alluded to in, in terms of the uh, trying to understand how you can design a molecule and, and, and make it as i'll try to make it as simple as possible so it trillium is a, a flower right so it's a, a three-pointed uh three-petal flower and uh you know it sounds better than trifunctional scaffold so you know, we have this trillium scaffold and it's it has three components to it, right? It has, it has a component to it that allows the binding to a, a protein that's on the surface of a cancer. So that's a tumor targeting component. And then it has a component that takes the radionuclide with it, right? So what we're doing is really using the radionuclide, as Jack alluded to, we can see that, we can image that, but we really want to, we want to swap out the, the isotope for a therapeutic benefit for the patient. So it, it carries a payload. And then the third piece to this is this PK modulation motif. And what we have is a series of compounds that bind albumin reversibly. So they'll, they'll bind, you know, lots of drugs, many, many drugs bind albumin, right? It's part of the cyclization. After you take a tablet, things wind up. It's things like ibuprofen and other things, warfarin. They, they bind to proteins in your plasma. And that's how they get delivered to the body and how they get solubilized. But you can actually use it as a sort of feature to the molecule where you can dial in how much binding you have and then it changes the plasma curve so if you and if everything we do is injectable so as soon as you inject the drug it's going to see albumin and it's going to it's going to be it's going to be circulating around the body as a function of how how tightly it binds albumin so we want something to stay there for a long period of time to have multiple passes through the a tumor bed then we can put something that's fairly strong and that that gives us the ability to do that if we want to do something say uh, for imaging, where we don't really need multiple passes, we want a quick flush, and then we want everything to escape. 
the plasma, then we have a very weak alveolar binder on there. So we have this range of, of uh, affinities or strengths that we can we can dial in, and that's that's the trillium scaffold. We have the ability to change the payload, change the albumin binding domain, and actually change the tumor targeting domain. And we've been successful uh, with two clinically um, scaffolds that way. The, the second scaffold really is a, a unique way of binding an alpha emitter called actinium-225. So this is a, a, a very uh, potent anti-cancer alpha emitter. But the chemistry is kind of uh, bulky, right? This is something found in the bottom of the periodic table. It's big, it's clunky, it's not something you have a lot of experience with collectively. But it turns out that Macropa actually binds this thing like hand in a glove, right? It just, it just goes in there, goes in there very quickly. It will not come out uh, in any reasonable, you know, under any reasonable circumstances, both in a vial or in a patient or an animal subject. So we have the way of actually putting these very potent isotopes onto our molecules very, very quickly and, and robustly. And it makes manufacturing much simpler and allows us to use actinium in a, in a, in a variety of applications. And not just for trillium, but we can also um, use it for other constructs, right? Antibody constructs, small molecules, peptides, whatever it is. It, it, it allows us to basically attach one of those molecules onto any vector and allow us to label with actinium and create a therapeutic out of it. So it's, it's quite unique that way. And, and by the way, guys, I would love to have you both back on at some point, like on a panel to talk about this with, you know, with some, some of your peers, maybe, you know, you alluded to a good relationship that you have. I think it was, was it Bayer? Was that what, uh, maybe we could have someone from a buyer come on as well to, to really dive into more of what you're talking about. This is your first time on Slice of Healthcare. So I appreciate you giving us a really good overview of everything that you're doing. Um, I, I want to quickly shift focus to, uh, you know, before the conversation, we were talking about JPM a little bit. I did not go this year, um, but I know, uh, John, you did. Can you tell us a little bit, like, how, how was the buzz? How was it? Uh, did you stay dry? <laughs> yeah, this is Jack. Yeah, I, I, uh, oh, sorry. I did go. No, no problem. I, uh, um, I went. Uh, it was exciting to be back in person, I would say. Um, I, I've seen it better attended, um, as you might expect, be, between the, the weather and the kind of the, the time, you know, just everything going on. But I, it, was, it was booming. I mean, it, it, there was a lot of energy. And I, I have to say, uh, it, it delivered. I, I thought it was a really good conference. There was a, um, uh, it might have actually been a little, it was probably a little positive. There were a few less people there. You could actually sit down in a couple places, whereas usually you can't even find a seat anywhere. But uh, targeted radiotherapy was, was certainly um, discussed well across the, the panels. We did not present. We were just in attendance. I was just in attendance and, and there for meetings. Um, but the, the consistent messaging that we'll repeat right now is this new emerging, it's not really a new idea, but this, this emerging class and the adoption of this class of targeted radio therapy with Novartis, Bayer, uh, really leading the way and, and, and a, a class of companies similar to ourselves trying to innovate in this space and, and make the next generation of this class of, of drug, um, covering all the reasons it's, it's such a constructive therapy, uh, very little side effect. Uh, works well with targeted with with immunotherapeutics. Um, it's a very rational alternative to external beam radiation, which is used 
basically in half of patients. Um, and so th there was a lot of buzz. I would say from where I sat, there was a lot of buzz around uh, targeted radio therapy. There's a lot of buzz around gene therapy. Uh, so not really a surprise. These are uh, hot, top hot topics. Yeah. yeah. What What are some, some hot topics or some exciting uh, things that you can share for ratio therapeutics as we head into you know 2023 and beyond that that you can share at this time so our, our, our big push right now is really to uh to, to 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 explore the opportunity that there's a particular target that the, the field is very excited about it's a it's a target that is found on many cancers many epithelial cancers called fibroblast activate protein alpha it sits not on the cancer cell itself although it's it, it does show up in some cancers, but in, in, a, in, a, in a number of cancers, it's in the it's in the sort of tissue that supports tumor growth. So it's the it's the it's the cancer associated fibroblast, the part of your body that reacts to a wound. Basically, the tumor shows up, you know, as a wound, and then your body sort of reacts to it, and then in that reaction is actually supporting and covering the you know it's kind of like building a nest for the cancer cells. And this is a very interesting opportunity. It's been shown to be very useful at finding cancers um, from an imaging perspective. And there's an opportunity to, at least, you know, um, theoretically, that if you can go after that particular target with a therapeutic, you have the opportunity to actually diminish the stromal component or the, or the protective component of the, of the host in protecting the tumor, which actually might open up opportunity for immuno-oncology applications and also act as either an adjuvant or also as a as supporting therapy. As, as you know, most, most cancer therapy is multi-modality, multi-drug. So this would be a component to that. And we have uh, some very exciting uh, pre preliminary data in that space. And we, we think that uh, 2023 will be a big push for us to move forward with the, with the FAP therapeutic uh, at ratio therapeutics. Well, uh, gentlemen, I want to thank you once again for, for coming on as guest. We should really get that that panel put together because I think the audience will really enjoy it. I know you guys would have a ton of fun talking with uh, with your colleagues over at Bayer. Um, but really appreciate you coming on here, telling your story, telling our audience your story, and then um, really getting them excited about what's what's on the horizon. And uh, I, I really appreciate you talking through the uh, your two R&D programs as well, which I found really interesting. Love the names too um it's it's not just it's not just yeah, a brewery right? <laughs> exactly it is funny though that we are right next to the trillion brewery it's like right yeah. here so obviously there's a lot of trillion mugs and hats yeah, and shirts exactly. around here you know yeah it's yeah for the audience when you see this where their where their new office is going to be too it is literally across the street um right. yeah it's it's a good spot it's um really good had nothing to do with it, yeah, no, nothing nothing to do with it. yeah um thank you gentlemen so much um and i wish you all the best of luck and an exciting 2023 thanks, thanks so much sir. appreciate it